0: Well, Sana and I recorded a podcast today, and in my eagerness to be entertaining and funny and unforgettable, we had an interruption to our recording. Uh, I had an important phone call that I had to take, and so we just ceased operations on the recording temporarily, but then we resumed our recording, and by that time, I had to reset my audio software and i uh, forgot to check or forgot to make sure that the microphone was set correctly so the last 10 minutes or so is my computer microphone picking my voice up not my studio mic so maybe now's not the best time to say that we offer podcast editing services to those who are interested in it and if you want to check it out go to gsd.network getting stuff done gsd.network not the best time maybe to say that but sometimes you just have to roll with the punches own your failures and get on with life so enjoy the show
1: good morning honey
0: hey baby
1: what's up what's going on
0: how are you doing
1: oh very good after i see you i even feel better
0: Oh yeah, baby I'm sure you feel great
1: I feel great Wonderful Ah. Look at that (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Ah. Kettlebell's complete Oh, good job
0: been a while since we put something out for our three listeners to consume and enjoy and benefit from. And so here on the 23rd of April 2022, I just thought we should it's I think it's been a couple of weeks since we did something and it's we just have to we've been busy with things and other things have been occupying our minds and we just sometimes you just got to just just do it. And even if you don't feel 100% ready to do it, you just do it and somehow, some way, you eventually get to a place where you're able to do it. And it may not be perfect, but...
1: Right, uh, doesn't, well... It doesn't have to be perfect. I was walking Cinnamon this evening.
0: Whose Cinnamon, is that your boyfriend?
1: Cinnamon is our puppy. Our puppy. Yes.
0: Okay. Just making sure,
1: it's the same Cinnamon. <laughs> it is the same Cinnamon. <laughs> Okay. So I met uh, the girls, Ha, Bien, and we start talking, walking, <laughs> and um, it was time that you sent me a code, and it made sure. me think. So the code goes, <laughs> the momentary uncomfortableness is accepted because the long-term gift of being storytellers for a living always prevails. And it made me think a lot.
0: Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but for the benefit of people listening in, I want to give the background on this quote. This is Brian Cranston, the great actor who played Walter White in Breaking Bad. And Brian was uh, relaying the story about working with uh, Bob Odenkirk, who played Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad and now in the... Spinoff series Better Call Saul. And what Cranston was talking about was like this is, Odin Kirk's first day on the set, and he's nervous. He you know he wants to make a good impression. It's it's a well-established show, and here he is coming in midstream. So as you would imagine, he's he's just a little anxious, but he's embracing the moment. And they're I think the first scene they were shooting together was outside, in. The, the, the desert, if anybody has watched Breaking Bad, then you, you remember the the scene where Saul Goodman comes onto the, onto the show for the first time. They're out in the desert, and they're threatening to kill him if they don't properly represent uh, Jesse's friend who, who's been caught dealing drugs. And so it's a really tense situation. And for an actor, I'm sure it would be a really tense experience. Being in that situation, but Cranston was talking about how uh, Odenkirk was just—he was just embracing the moment, <clears throat> and he was just had an air of—he's nervous, but he's like, "Look at us, we're miserable. It's windy, it's freezing cold, it's d- dark, and physically we're miserable. But look at us, this is what we do for a living." So it's just kind of a "we're miserable, but ain't this great" type of attitude. And so that's what that was the quote that Brian Cranston had that was in an article that I came upon, came upon about Better Call Saul, and uh, the momentary uncomfortableness is accepted because the long term gift of being storytellers for a living always prevails. That was the sentiment of Cranston's uh, uh, take on that particular scene, but really his sentiment about his craft in general, and I, I think there's a lot that we can take from that. I mean, you and I have been through our share of discomfort in our lives, but it's part of a big story, you know? And, and when it, everything is all said and done, like we've talked about this visa situation that, that we've been dealing with, you know, once you get over here, or I get over there or whatever the case may be once we settle down where we're supposed to settle down however that plays out you know we're not going we're not going to think about this discomfort that we go through we're going to be we'll have a story to share and if our attitude is we are storytellers and we use our story to better people's lives well it's all worth it in the end it's not comfortable in the moment that you're going through that stuff but but look at us we're 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 storytellers honey through this podcast through the email newsletter through the various offerings that we have in the works we're storytellers and this is our, our experiences are part of our story and, and looking at it that way you know you, you embrace the suck as i used to say in the military you embrace the suck and you live to tell about it, and it makes a great story at the end of the day. I'm done talking. Sana told me that I spoke too much on the last episode, so I'm keeping my comments to a minimum. But when I finish talking, it means that's your cue to start talking. That's how this works.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, when I was working in Uzbekistan, Um, It was a bit of a culture shock for me because um, I felt like the women or my girl students didn't have the freedom that I was experiencing since I was maybe 18 years old, and I've noticed that 90% of the girl population in the class were married at a very young age, Some of them were already engaged, arranged marriage by their parents when they were 16. And they have their first child when they were 18, 19. And out of that 90%, I think 60%, more than half of those were divorced with two, three kids. And I felt like, why parents actually deprive their kids from their freedom to leave Uh, their
0: freedom to leave or live to live live okay
1: and um i had girl students who come to me and ask me i really admire you i want to be like you i want to be a strong woman and i want to travel many places like you i want to have a story to tell my kids And uh, any other, you know, girls in the future who are in my shoe or in my, you know, uh, position. And um, I feel like when I was there, I was, I myself was really involved with their stories of their lives. And as much as they were learning from my stories and experiences, I was also learning from their stories and their experiences. Um, I think to the extent that I also got very involved with few cases of the girls at my university that I was teaching. Uh, of course, the cases that were mother-in-laws would uh, really abuse the daughter-in-law. Um, I had a case where the girl's hands were burned uh, and it was looked like multiple lines on the hand. And uh, she was like, my mother-in-law took a fork, heated up in oil and kept putting it on my hand just because I had to. I didn't wake up at 3 a.m. to wash the yard and water the flowers and the street at the door because that's a culture. And so much that I had to, you know, see and it was really difficult for me to digest that uh, how some of the women in Central Asia doesn't have the freedom that my parents gave me. Um, and that was a big story and had a lo- it gave me a lot of freedom to myself in my thought in my action and how I'm going to approach my students, whether here, there, or anywhere else that God put me. But what I'm trying to say is, even though some of these stories were bitter and painful, and it really affected me psychologically, some of them. But when I look back, I see if I didn't put in that situation and I didn't hear the story of their lives and their life, I wouldn't become... uh, I I wouldn't grow and I wouldn't develop. I wouldn't have um, that self-esteem and confidence that I wanted to gain. So I want to have this you know, stories to share with others and give equip them, especially women, with this, uh, you know, idea of life is great and you're equal as any other man or human being and uh, no one have to abuse you verbally, physically or anyhow. But on the other side, uh, a lot of people ask me, what was What was the purpose of you traveling to so many places, maybe even for one day, two days for work? And I noticed the very first thing I tell people is because I'm interested in human life and I am interested in the stories that they have in their life, because I feel the whole world, the earth that we are living in, look at millions of years back. I don't know when the humanity actually started when the human, these two-legged creatures start walking on earth. But if you look at it, it's all full of stories. We are, Our life is built upon stories. Whether it's our belief system, whether it's political system, whether it's family culture, sentiments, everything evolves around stories that have been passed on to us from previous generation. So I would say what you just said, like, the storyteller um, is very important role, uh, especially those who have had uncomfortable life because many of us our experiences uh, will not be positive outcome it doesn't produce positive outcome if we don't hear the stories of our previous ancestors, our reference group, our parents, other people so with those with the help of story of other people, we try to move on, hoping for a better future. That brings the connection between human beings. That's why we say human beings, in order to survive, they rely and they need to be connected to another human being. Do hmm. you want to say this something? This
0: is, well, I always want to say something, okay. but I don't want to be rude and interrupt you.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. You always interrupt, so I'm used to it.
0: Okay. Uh, what you just said is exactly why I thought it would be a good idea to start this podcast because when we first started, uh, you know, getting to know each other and I went over there the first time in 2019 and things developed and we ended up getting married, we would have these deep conversations, Not, not, not necessarily about this, but just about things. And I thought, my goodness, this is such good material. And if we could just have a microphone on and share this, whether it's the deep stuff that we talk about or just the lighthearted stuff where we're laughing at each other, uh, it's just so good. And you, what you just shared is stories that people in the United States don't often hear. And you, had just, you just have firsthand knowledge of this. You haven't lived it necessarily but you have first-hand knowledge of of these girls who were quite frankly abused because that's just the culture i mean that's just it's just the way it is and they did like i would bet that the girl that showed you the scars on her arm she just did it like it was no big deal it's like this is just the way it is she doesn't know any different
1: do you know what would happen to her if she would fight back
0: she'd probably get killed
1: She probably would have been beaten by a husband if the husband was not educated or open minded. Right. And also, there were cases in Uzbekistan that the mother in law, after three, four years, they thought that their son should have a new virgin girl. Mm. So the Mm. wife just have to keep quiet, take care of the kids, and there is a new present or gift by a mother of the son comes home. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just very degrading and humiliating what they're doing yeah but i'm sure uzbekistan is now changing i don't want to be really biased because i have met a lot of educated people who do not have this sort of cultural sentiment in their house and they love their brides and um nowadays they i mean they treat their woman like a queen. They build. If mm-hmm. they don't build a home, they will not marry because they don't want their wife to even suffer. Because they know the wife mm-hmm. is the nurturing, have to take care of their family, does a right. lot of management at home. And the man knows that in order to appreciate that wife, uh, they have to provide her, they have to care for her, financially, spiritually, and that those kind of things that I have seen probably is fading away. Last week, I had a chat with my ex-colleague, her name is Sitora. um, And she was, we were exactly talking about these stuff, you know, that is happening Mm -hmm. in the family over there. And and she was telling me, Sana, that things are becoming better because Uzbekistan become much open. There are a lot of, uh, you know, interaction between locals and foreigners traveling. So people Hmm. are, you know, becoming much more open-minded, the older generation.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a, a benefit of American culture um, kind of dominating the entire world. What do, what do you think about that? Because uh, that may be. No, just hear me out here. <laughs> like, Son is giving me this stink eye here, but hear me out. Like, do you think that it's possible that American movies, that, uh, like, they're, they're, they have their own issues? They've got their own brand of debauchery but you you don't see of things like what you just described like if anything that's going to be demonized in american culture so Mm -hmm. is it possible that maybe the infiltration of american pop culture in other parts of the world plays a role in this changing of the dynamic among like among women and men and whatnot
1: definitely a lot of people just uh watch a movie and try to imitate their life (laughs) they think Hmm. i mean personally whatever i see on american movies i think it's just a fantasy it's imagination it's just made up it only happens in a movie but there are movies that are based on true story um i like to watch those because they tell real life stories that can have a positive impact (coughs) or there is something we can take you know from it that we can apply in our life but um yeah i think uh, living in southeast asia i feel like a lot of young people they just watch american movies and that's it their mind is blocked that's life in america why don't we just do that here you know so for example somebody in the movie says a very a very friendly talk and they are happy the movie is just fun and the uh, they the friends talk to each other and call hey dude so my student come to the class looking at me as a foreigner um and the student come in saying good morning teacher but instead of saying good morning teacher good morning dude <laughs> <laughs> just because they watched a movie and they thought it's fine <laughs> to call their teacher dude you know right so right. i, I I personally, my experience is when I send out, for example, students to America for work and travel for three months, four months, summer, when they come back and they have to write report to me, immediately I can see the change in their character, personality, especially people who are from Central <coughs> Asia. They are absolutely respectful, polite. The words that come out of their mouth have to be counted. You don't talk unnecessary and like Americans say shit okay Mm -hmm. you don't even say that so they come back after three months most of them were given job back of the house (sighs) washing dishes well honey what you doing are you listening Uh, to what I'm saying
0: oh I'm listening honey keep going it's fine
1: I got it but I need your attention oh
0: oh 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 what's going on I'm just kidding I'm fine (laughs) I'm just messing with you. All right. So I, I think where, where we're going, trying to go with this is that we're all part of a big story. And sometimes we have to go through things that are not pleasant. And it, we, we sometimes have to deal with a lot of negative energy, negative emotions. Uh, sometimes it just feels like people are just out to get us. And we just get a, bunch of, we, we get a bunch of negative vibes from people at times. Or indifference, which is even worse sometimes. But we're all part of the story, Sana. We're all writing our story as we go. And we go through these moments, just like Bob Odenkirk and Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad, where they were miserably cold. The conditions were god-awful, horrible. But they just looked at each other and said we're part of something really special here we get to do this for a living in that moment they just considered themselves fortunate and when we're going through difficult times sana we've we've made no secret of the fact that sana and i have both been frustrated with her the speed of her visa for example we go through these uh, difficult times Sana, I look at you like we're on a screen right now because we're physically separated. And I think to myself, "Why? what did I do to deserve this? This beautiful woman all the way across the world is concerned about me. What did I do to deserve this? Beautiful outwardly, beautiful inwardly, just a beautiful spirit. And she is concerned about me. And even though we're going through this difficult time with the visa, and there's other things in our personal lives that we're not gonna we're not gonna get into. But people can put you know put put your self in your own situation that's not pleasant. And say, we're part of a story. And when we get through this unpleasant period, this unpleasant moment, this trial, this tribulation, we're able to share our story with others. And we can maybe impact someone else's life. Give them a a bit of hope when they're going through something similar to what you're going through. So that's what we're getting at, is embrace the suck, because it's part of a tremendous story.
1: What, What you're saying is true, but when we get end of this journey with all its ups and downs, doesn't mean that after that we're not going to face any problems there's going to be more issues maybe there's going to be problems maybe uh another sort of roller coaster we have to go through but i think the important part of the story is that we have each other and we're not going to let go of each other we're committed we are responsible we're accountable and we don't let any wind or storm to break down our roots
0: well said although i'm disappointed to hear that we will experience other hardships in addition to this
1: but that's life if there is no hardship there's not going to be a beautiful days in our life if there is rain it's not going to be ongoing rain whole days 365 days of a year And until we die, the sun will come up. And that's the beauty of the life.
0: You're telling me that once we get your visa situation squared away and we're together, that we're going to face other
1: problems? Of course. Married life always have...
0: I thought this was it. Like, once we get this, then smooth sailing from here. Well, that's disappointing, honey.
1: I'm sorry. I didn't want to disappoint (laughs) you, but this is reality of life.
0: Yes, ma'am.
1: Mary, don't call me ma'am. I don't like it.
0: Well, stop calling me sir.
1: Well, Actually, you didn't like sir. calling you brother Newcomb, so <laughs> I think we agreed on that. You call me sister Newcomb, and I call sister you sir. Newcomb. <laughs>
0: All right. Oh, I'm glad that we're able to laugh and uh, have a, have a good time. And um, this is this is a bit of a different vibe in today's podcast, but. I just saw that quote, I was reading this article about Better Paul Saul, and it just jumped out at me and said, man, we got to talk about this on the show. So, um, Sana, we need to get a way for people to get engaged with us, because I know that people have told me offline that they like what we say, but we need to find a way to get some people, like, get some engagement, discussion about, uh, Things we talk about. We should. What, what should we do? Like a Facebook group or a Twitter thing, or, or something. It's got to be some sort of social media group.
1: Well, I have a suggestion. I don't know if the CEO and founder of GN, JNS will agree, but I would like to propose no. it now. Okay, it's already a no.
0: No, just kidding. Let's hear your suggestion before right. I strike. All right. So.
1: It. Uh, You remember how you introduced Clubhouse?
0: Clubhouse is on the way out. Clubhouse is. It's it's gone. You're not doing Clubhouse. Why? Because it was a fad. It was a the word on the street is that Clubhouse is just going the way of the wind. They've, they've They've never had a sound monetization strategy. I think they just got a bunch of money from some sort of angel investor. Nothing really came of it.
1: So the application is closed?
0: It's not closed. It's just not really in use right
1: now. Really? A a um, lot of my friends and my contacts are on Clubhouse. (laughs) Oh,
0: okay.
1: All all my friends who are dentists, specifically, they're using Clubhouse. Mm. Two of my friends, uh, one of them is in Norway, and she's a scientist. She's using Clubhouse to publicize her work, and they're very active.
0: Well, I'm just going off of what I heard, honey. We're not trying to have a...
1: Right, no, what I was again. just saying, if you, ha- if you have a date and a time on a clubhouse and just have random people from yeah, sure. all around the world to just get in okay. and shoot well, the Well, let's fa- look into the
0: clubhouse, honey. We can look into the clubhouse.
1: Shoot the
0: shit. Should- we'll do a recording soon, and Sonda and I will work out the logistics. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you and I can set up like a joint account that we can both log into from our iPhones sure and we'll go from there so stay tuned and we're gonna have some information on how to join us live via Clubhouse we could even have people join us on Zoom Mm -hmm.
1: we can do a Zoom exactly we can make it a podcast or we can do a webinar if our audience really like we can we can prepare sort of a discussion we can do a focus group on mm-hmm. webinar or yeah well, just so tell I know. us yeah. well, just so tell so us what have. you're interested oh, my god let me talk
0: let me talk
1: <laughs> sorry i think we're going to be more organized on webinar or clubhouse <laughs> yeah. or whatever we're gonna do but that's yeah, that's been the, day the day that's be that's hard. that has been always <laughs> like this for past i don't know how many years we are together right now mm-hmm. Five years?
0: Seems like 15.
1: Actually, 100. Yeah. May as
0: well be a thousand. I,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, James likes to always, whatever I propose, to say no. And it's just, that's, that's how he shows his love to me, I noticed. Because sometimes he says no, and there's this, what do you call, grinch, like a smile. <laughs>
0: all right but well anyways be on the lookout uh be in touch people and uh, be in your soon and we'll have some more information as to how you can connect with us directly and join us on a call and we'll, we'll, what the heck we'll put it on the
1: podcast <laughs> and if you need to get training how to use kettlebell you can contact james <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you how to break your back